Welcome to Fast Forward, where we discuss technology, ethics, and the future of humanity. With your hosts, Rachel Love and Ben Perry. Each episode starts with a broad topic that we found interesting. And explores how it engages with humans and communities in the future. You can expect science news filtered through our woefully amateur lenses. Some strong opinions and hopefully a bit of humor. Welcome to Fast Forward. This is Rachel. I'm Ben. And today we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence, uh, Siri, Alexa, Google Assistant, all of it. Everyone's grandparents' favorite. Right. Um, So I wanted to share a story from the summer of 2016. Um, That summer, there were particularly several um, murders by the police um, of Black people. And a few friends uh, and my partner, we had many conversations during this time about what does this mean? How does this impact our community? Um, And really just processing all of these events that are happening around the country, um, specifically to Black people. Uh, And something that happened a few times was our phones would light up with the, uh, you know, the traditional, like, Siri, rainbow-colored, like, spike on your phone, that would happen um, to either my phone or my partner's phone um, or one of our best friends, and it would just listen to the conversation. Uh, And so this happened a few times, and at first I was like, oh, maybe it's a mistake. Uh, And then after the third or fourth time happening, it was like, oh, so we're really being recorded. Uh, And... So my partner, Liv, went to Siri and said, Siri, what's NSA? And Siri responded and was like, oh, uh, just gave the definition of the NSA per Wikipedia. And so we tried a few different iterations, not really having much success every time Siri pretending like it didn't know what NSA was. And then finally, we said, hi, NSA. And Siri responded, hi, Olivia. (laughs) And that was the moment where I turned off Siri. And that was... I don't mess with Siri. Or like, you're crazy crazy listening devices. And then, you know, part of that's because I have, you know, tinfoil hat tendencies on my own. Mm. Uh, I don't need any. (laughs) Right, right. I don't have to feel paranoid. I got that all all down pat. Yeah. I had a friend, like, similarly, I had some some friends who, for a while, they had an Alexa and they wanted to see if uh, Alexa was listening to them when they weren't talking to Alexa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they just started peppering their 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 general normal speech with mentions of a very particular Lego set that, you know, obviously is not something they would, they would ever be talking about in normal conversation. Yeah. And then, yeah, sure enough, you know, three weeks, four weeks later, all of a sudden they start getting ads for the same Lego set. Of know? course. Well, obviously they're just listening <laughs> to you at all times. Of course, of course. It's so scary. I think it's, I think it's scary. Um, yeah. We don't have any listening devices or I guess automated listening devices in our home so anything that is alexa enabled or has the capacity all of that is turned off in our house 
Um, but it's crazy. So many people opt in to be yes. listened listen to. to. Like, yeah. yeah. And why? So like, so that Alexa can play music a little better. Right. They're like, ah, Alexa, oh, okay. play the Beatles. As opposed <laughs> to me having to click the Beatles album. Like, right, <laughs> right. It's just like, why is it relevant that you need to know all of my conversations? And it's interesting. Me and my partner went to a family friend's house and they had Alexa and they were like, Alexa, play, whatever. And we were like, well, aren't you scared? And they were like, well, we don't have anything to hide. And it was this interesting thing of like, they really didn't care. And for us, it was like, oh no, we can't let them have all this information. Like they already have so much. Uh, who's like, listening to it? To Where's it going? One of the most interesting things is people's willingness to volunteer. Yes. I mean, and you know, obviously that's been, you know, prevalent on social media, you know, up, up through now, you know, yep. the degree to what, like what we were willing to share in public, what we were willing to make accessible about our private right. lives to right. the public audience mm -hmm. is, you know, increasing by the day. And so people totally. are just more and more comfortable just inviting everybody into their lives. And yeah. that, feels weird totally uh, it's and, just what does that what does that mean 10 years from now well like, i'll tell you what it means 10 years from yes now. Good so transition. so i was <laughs> looking into china has a new policy that they've just rolled out and then they're going to be implementing it countrywide in 2020 okay. so right now it's just in its you know beta phase or get your you know working out the kinks mm -hmm. but then in 2020 all chinese citizens will be enrolled in this program and so what it is wow is it's like a credit score, but for your entire personhood. Yikes. Yes. Yikes. You get a number. <laughs> Everyone loves numbers. And so so, so I'll, I'll break down a little bit of how they calculate this number. Yeah. So the, the first factor they use is actually credit history. So, okay. You know, but even, I was thinking about that, like, we're willing to let companies evaluate how, you know, loan-worthy we are. That's right. not something that we've been comfortable with for quite some time, so mm -hmm, it's not definitely mm -hmm. a new process. But right. Some of the, the later things are a little newer. So okay. the second thing that they consider is fulfillment capacity. So this is, you know, whether or not you complete your contract. So if you, you know, okay. took, took a job with a company, you break contract, whatever, that will negatively impact your, you know, your social score. It's like employment credit history. Sure. Yeah, got exactly. it. Okay. Then you've got personal characteristics. So phone number, address, height, weight, et cetera, oh, which gosh. we're starting to get into like the more deeply personal. And yeah. certainly, you know, if you're thinking about an authoritarian regime like China, something mm -hmm. like you know, religion or address or, you know, you know, what neighborhood you live in. Like those are kinds mm -hmm. of information that, you know, should a government want to discriminate against, right. you know, entire groups of people, which, you know, the Chinese government has, has displayed repeatedly. It's done. Is, you know, <laughs> you know, a million Muslims in a, you know, prison camp right now, you know, like, yeah. the, like this, these are the kinds of, you know, when they're including these personal criteria in, you know, their evaluation of your, your overall, you know, personhood score. Right, right. Your like identity. But not quite as slippery as when we get into these fourth and fifth, uh, you know, factors. I'm so, so scared. The fourth and fifth factors they consider. The first is, is interpersonal relationships. So okay. it's not actually just your credit score or your person's score that matters. It's the person's score of everyone around you. So if you have, you know, uh, a child and they are deemed to be untrustworthy by the government, it will actually negatively impact your, you know, personal score. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm literally, like, just speechless. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, for me, it seems like a pretty obvious way to just, just try to break up communities and dissuade, yeah. you know, like, oh, 
that cousin of yours is no good, like you need to not talk to them ever. You need to ever. make them a pariah. If you talk to them, if you engage with them on social media, if you include them in your lives, like you are going to suffer personally. Right. It's like if unless you have like five stars, then you can't interact with other human beings. Or imagine, you know, like the, you know, being a child growing up and your parents are like, well, this this actually affects the whole family. Right, right. Forever. Yeah. Right. Like you carry this. Right. And we all know how averages work. Like you just need one like badly scored person in your life. But so the the last thing, and this is this is what's really crazy to me, is okay. it, it doesn't just so you know credit history for film capacity, whatever. Those seem like you know if you were building up a you know a, are you a trustworthy human thing? Mm. I not that I think that that's a road that we should cross, right? But those seem like logical things. Yeah. And the final thing is so things like shopping habits. Mm. So what are you buying when you go to the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Are you buying you know uh, formula? Oh, you're right. probably a mother. Mm-hmm. That probably means that you're more socially responsible. Are you buy? Do you you uh you know? Are you buying a lot of fast food? Like yeah. maybe you're like maybe that's something that they're going to code negatively. Where now all of a sudden like you're you're not as you know uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're not making responsible purchasing decisions. Right. Now, we can't now, trust you. Um, another thing to know about this is it's all being created in conjunction with several major uh, Chinese conglomerates like Alibaba. And, wow. You know, so. <laughs> Just wow. The door that opens to, oh, you know, shopping habits, does that mean that one day if you're, you know, buying things from somewhere other than Alibaba, you're going to get, you know, negatively jinxed? Right. What does that mean? They're not going to do that. You know, how much do you think that's actually going to be the way that, you know. Totally. And also, like, what happens 10 years from now, right? It might not be how you start, but. Also, they they look at personal habits. So if Mm. you, you know, are somebody who just sits around playing video games all day, you might be deemed a lazy person and your score will suffer. Um, There's so many ways this could go bad. Yeah. Um, and so the goal, you know, the, the stated goal from the yeah. Chinese government is that by awarding people scores, they're going to be able to incentivize certain kinds of behavior and penalize others in order to shape people into the kinds of citizens they want people to be, which wow. particularly when you are a totalitarian state makes a certain perverse kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is revelatory, just like the amount of you know, so we put all of this personal information about ourselves into the world every day. Right. On social media, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing video games, you have a Twitch account or whatever. You know, there mm-hmm, are all mm-hmm. these ways that you're just constantly creating data about yourself. Yep. Companies are paying attention and governments are paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we already do a lot of tracking here. You know, all of the loyalty cards at CVS and Walgreens or whatever, like they're all tracking our purchases already. Um, and you could say to a certain degree how many followers you have on Instagram or Twitter is already some type of social score. Um, I think that we haven't gone to the place yet of like where those all connect for you to set like sell them to different conglomerates because I'm sure they would buy. Um, but I feel like we're already on the path. Totally. And so even what you know the, this Chinese you know version of this feels super mm-hmm. authoritarian and extreme and, and very foreign. Yeah. I think there are tons of ways where we're already starting to see you know things like this happening around us. I was just yep. reading a Wall Street Journal article the other day about how life insurance companies are going to use your social media uh, posts to evaluate, you know, what kind of premiums you should be paying. So, you know, do you post a lot of photos of you skydiving? Like, you're going to be paying more money. Do you, you know, right. do right. you smoke? You're going to be paying more money. Do you, uh, you know, post about your kale smoothie every morning? Like, you get a premium <laughs> bonus, you know? Right, right. But it feels super, super Orwellian and, and strange yeah. to me. And it's then, so strange. But people are, are buying into it yes. voluntarily. And it's this weird, mm-hmm. you know, gamification of of control. Yes, 
it is it is and it's so strange like what what will that mean like going down the life insurance example really quickly like do you think maybe smokers will start posting more kale smoothies you know just so that they're they're not paying as much for their insurance premiums like what's like all of the different like perversions that one could get to given like the way that we have to behave in our personal lives has to be different or at least is portrayed differently because of these like social rating structures yeah and i feel like part of the the really pernicious part of this is Mm. that if you enforce all of this from the outside in and you say okay well you're going to do all of these kinds of behaviors people are going to rebel Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. instead create it with an incentive structure where, oh, if you do these kinds of behaviors, you will get something, even if right, it's right, an right. artificial score we just created. Yeah, yeah. People all of a sudden, like the mentality shifts and yes. they go, oh, this is a good thing that I can get mm-hmm. rather than, you know, focusing on the way that you're suddenly being controlled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how, for me, that's how authoritarianism happens. It's not totally. going to be, you know, through, you know, with stormtroopers in the streets, it's going to be right. through you know people voluntarily surrendering their freedom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is the the new age for that. Yeah, that's what it looks like now in 2019, 2020. And I feel like the the weird thing about AI is because it's such a spectrum, it's hard to even just so like yeah. So if, if we're doing you know my evaluation, the Chinese <laughs> system I think sounds like a bad system. I would not like it here. Thumbs down. <laughs> I don't even have to. I just thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs, no. No, it's the Black Mirror episode. Exactly, but it's such... uh, It's not at all... It's it's not like, hmm, what's the... It's it's not all or nothing. Right. You know, you can't say, well, you know, that form of AI intervention in my life I'm uncomfortable with. Right. uh, And therefore, I'm going to avoid it by... While still buying Alexa, by still, you know, posting all the things I post on social media... Like there are going to be all totally. these other ways that like, those kinds of information are used against you, mm-hmm. whether or not you buy into the system. Exactly. It's not something that you can sort of opt in or opt out. Mm-hmm. I, I was totally just, while you were talking, thinking about all the ways in which you are kind of enrolled in this program or uh, participating in this program in a very passive way, things that you aren't opting into. It's just happening around you. People are using your information um, or just AI is around you and in your homes, um, maybe in ways that you weren't aware of. Um, you know, TVs are listening to us. If you buy TV, like there's a specific Samsung uh, model where in the fine print it says don't have private conversations near the TV. What about everyone who has these TVs in their bedrooms? Like, if I turn it off, I want it to be off. I don't want it to be listening to me when the lights are out. Like, that's not okay. You don't want your bedroom conversations to your marketing? <laughs> I don't want that stored anywhere. <laughs> and I definitely don't want Samsung to have it. Um, but I think you're totally right, Ben, in terms of this already happening here in the United States. Um, so at a very different level. Um, There's a lot of applicant tracking systems or ATS uh, for brevity uh, that will automatically reject your resume or your application if you're not including certain words. Um, For me as an HR professional, specifically being someone who does a lot of diversity and inclusion work, I just have red flags all over the place. Because for me, it means that you know, if you don't have the access or familiarity with certain um, vocabulary or words based on where you're from or where you've worked, you're automatically going to get uh, kicked out of the system. Like I've had friends tell me that they've applied for a job and within a minute receive a rejection notice. So that means no one's actually reviewing it. 
Uh, and what makes me just like a little sad about this is I coach a lot of like women of color around career decisions. And a lot of times what we do, just women in general, is really devalue and not consider a lot of our experience and skills as relevant or even as marketable. So there's a lot of uh, people that could have the relevant experience, but just aren't including that word. And now you don't have a job. It's just, it's crazy. Um, but on the other side of AI in hiring, um, there is this really cool thing that's happening. Um, Textio is one of the platforms. There's other platforms, um, but Textio I'm most familiar with, which basically means that uh, an employer can put a job description into their platform and they get back a score. And the score basically tells you how gender neutral um, that description is, because obviously you want to appeal to all genders that might be looking at your job description instead of just men or women or whatever. Um, and so Textio will actually point out which words you need to swap and help you get a higher score so that you can um, be more inclusive with your hiring. So for me, that's one really great and easy way um, to kind of pull down some of your biases that you might not even be aware of and also um, not even think through the way in which potential interviewers are looking at your job descriptions. Uh, like Textio has already done a lot of that thinking for you. Um, so I, th- I think it's pretty great, but it's also a very like controlled way of using AI um, in hiring. So, I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like, it, like that, that is, that's very cool. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks, thumbs up, Textio. Good, on, Good job. Uh, but I feel like the, the thing thing, the thing for me with AI yeah. is when it's application based, or you're you know you're gearing it towards a particular problem, I think it yes. becomes you know incredibly sophisticated tool for developing because you know it's self learning because mm-hmm. it is able to you know uh, pull together all huge amounts of data very very quickly yep. uh, and run all sorts of you know analyses that would take a human being ages Forever. and ages and ages to run. Right? Yeah. Obviously, I, I'm not you know a total mutt. I, I don't think that you know we, we need to just. <laughs> Like, throw all the machines out the window. We're, we're living <laughs> off the land. Sometimes I feel like that, Ben. I'm not going to lie to you, but sometimes I do. Especially when we have these I conversations. I have dreams. But I just don't know how you can, you know, reject the one right. without opening yourself up to the other. It's hard. Like, I was reading, uh, there was like, uh, I was looking at something about Facebook's person recognition system. Now. Mm-hmm. So they're training, you know, you know, when you, like, upload a, an album mm-hmm. to Facebook and... It'll oh, say, I don't know. Oh, is this you? Oh. <laughs> well, like, okay. Yeah, please, ex- please explain. <laughs> so, if you, if you upload an album to Facebook, yeah. it'll look at the photos that you update yeah. and it'll say, oh, we think this is you. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. usually right. Or it'll say, oh, right. I think this is, you know, uh, my wife, Erin. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, yeah, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. And what I found out was that Facebook only needs your clothes, hair, and body type wow. to tag you in an image with 83% accuracy. You need your face. 83%. Clothes, hair, body type. Hmm. I wonder, there has to be other descriptors in there, like face structure or like, so you know. They use those things. But okay. And then that will increase the, you know, Got the, it. the likelihood. But that's at, just to get something at 83% accuracy. Clothes, Close. hair, body type. Hmm. Um, wow. And, you know, Facebook is not 
alone in their, you know, use of these kinds of systems. You know, people mm-hmm. who are using security camera monitoring, you know, police, right. NSA, FBI, I mean, you know. Everyone. Yeah. There is, I'm forgetting the name now, but there was some documentary I was watching and they were um, interviewing FBI, CIA, and they were talking about the transition from not having all of these social media platforms to having Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of these people voluntarily telling you who their best friends are, where they go to work, where they live, where they travel, all of these things that, um, you know, you would have to have a whole investigative team to find out. Um, And now you just go on Instagram. It's like, oh, okay, connect, 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 connect all of these different dots that otherwise you couldn't before. Um, It's just, it's, I'm scared, Ben. And, and we've seen the way that that's used in you know, places like Ferguson and yep. in Standing Rock. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it creates this, this sense of paranoia where, you know, so I was in Standing Rock and everybody's phones kept dying instantly. And so, the, you know, there are people talking. Wow. And it was also really cold. It was, you know, mm-hmm. North Dakota, right, over, right. which I know does bad things to battery life. So we're like, maybe it's the cold. But yeah. they were also flying drones over our heads and mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, you know, there were people who were talking about, oh, they're using, I forget. Some technology. Some, yeah, some, some crazy zapping system. Like, that sounds crazy to me, but, but also, not any crazier than anything else. Right, and right, so you're right. And in a situation where, like, as a normal consumer, you don't know what what is what is real what's not yeah when are you listening being listened to when you're not being yep. listened to mm-hmm. and that sense of ambiguity mm-hmm. just works to el- eliminate i think most people's uh reticence yep. for sharing anything they're like whatever i can't figure it out i'm already being listened to all the time anyways yeah yeah who but cares to your point ben around like specifically activism and protesting mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know the name of the de- the device that they have where it can read like everything on your phone if it's That's not what encrypted. I was talking about. Okay, yeah, this is I, this. Yeah, it's just I forget the name. Of I can't. Use, I I want to say something shark, but I feel like this wrong. <laughs> um, but basically, if you do if you don't have encrypted, for example, text messages, so if you're not using like a WhatsApp or a Signal. Um, or a wicker, they will read everything that's on your phone. And I just, to me, it makes me so scared specifically for communities that have been disenfranchised because it's just access to everything um, in this system that we already know is very biased and unjust. Um, well, and, and that's true for all these systems. Yes, you totally. Know, any of these you know, oppressive systems mm-hmm. are always mm-hmm. going to be the most oppressive for people who fall on the margins. 100%. Yeah. You know, you have, you know, your friend who's talking about, well, we don't have anything to hide. Right. Of course, they, this, this system's built for us. Right. Gonna, there's tons and tons of people in China right now who not only are voluntarily buying into the system, but are, you know, trumpeting their score. I have, a you know, a score yeah. of X number of people because I make a ton of money. Right. I, I have a gold star. I, you yeah. Know, uh, pair the, you know, the company, you know, the country line. If you post lots of favorable things about the Chinese government, it sends your score up. Ooh, and so scary. there are people who just buy in, you know, hook, line, and sinker into this and they're, you know putting their, their personhood score on their dating app and everything, which I will also make your, the dating app is one of the companies that has bought into this. So if you have Ooh. a high score, the, you know, it's like the Tinder for China. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it will make your, uh, your post your score even higher and like oh. will match more frequently. Um, and so there are people who are just totally buying in voluntarily because this is the kind of system that's built for them because right. they are happy and in line with an authoritarian regime. Totally. Um, yeah. And so yeah. it's always going to be the people who fall on the mm-hmm. margins. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. This is this is a quote from the Chinese government about the goal for this system. The goal is to allow the trustworthy to roam everywhere under the heaven, while making it hard for the discredited to take a single step. Wow, the discredited. 
the discredited to take a single. So basically, if you rate low on our new system, I don't want you to be able to live your life. Well, yeah. And so, so on top of all of the other ways that I was talking about them, you know, using this to, to penalize people, yeah. it can affect your ability to get an apartment. It can affect your ability to get a loan. If you have a low enough score, they won't let you rent a car. They won't let you travel. They won't let you fly. Wow. That sounds like, it sounds like social imprisonment. Yeah. Which it, it is. I mean, I, we already, even without that system, we already have levels of that in the United States. Like, obviously, like if you're a person of color, it's much harder for you to own a home or get an approval on a loan. Like all these different things, it's harder for you to buy a car. Um, so I can't imagine what that would look like if you're doing credit score plus employment credit score, like all these levels. That's, well, that's crazy. become a way to hide racism. Mm. If, if, I, if it's, if mm-hmm. it's just math, math can't be racist. Right, 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 right. right. Of course not, Ben. Yeah, yeah. You now, obviously the people who are coding it, they, you know, have mm-hmm. their own biases and proclivities. Mm-hmm. But you don't think about that. You just yeah. say, oh, it's, it's an automated system. It's right. It's just a system. Right. You know, who built it? Who is it for? Right. Mm-hmm. How is it designed? Yeah. And these are the questions I feel like people aren't asking about the, you know, any of these artificial intelligences that no. we now interface with on a regular basis mm-hmm. that are, you know, becoming increasingly prevalent in our daily lives and increasingly shaping everything from employment to, you know, social media yeah. to just your, your general ability to exist and move around in the world. Yeah. I was thinking too about Michelle Alexander writes a lot about sort of the next wave of mass incarceration being incarceration outside of prisons. Mm. And as people mm-hmm. are starting to realize that mass incarceration within prisons is becoming untenable. Right. And even, you know, the people who want people to be imprisoned are like, well, but there, you know, we, there's too many of them. It's too expensive. Right. You know, it's becoming untenable to have physical prisons. Yeah. The answer that prisons are now supplying is, oh, well, we're going to do a lot of, you know, remote, you know, home monitoring, putting people mm-hmm. in angle, angle bracelets. Mm-hmm. These are being offered as ways to cut down on the prison population or being offered as, you know, uh, solutions to mass incarceration, but they're not. Right. They're not just at all. different versions of mass incarceration. Yeah. And so yeah. She's talking a lot mm-hmm. about how, you know, in the next 10, 20, 30 years, what we're going to see is the shift from people being in physical prisons to being people being imprisoned in all sorts of other ways right. within their own homes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. within their own lives. Right, right. I mean, and she specifically talks about, like, how Jim Crow has just morphed into this caste system, which is the prison industrial complex, where if you have any criminal convictions, you can't lead a life the same way that you would if you didn't have those. And so it's almost like with AI, we're just continuing this caste system in new ways, right? That is it going to take us another 10 or 20 years of research to be like, oh, that was a bad thing, Ben. We shouldn't have done that. And it's like, come on, like, let's just be more intentional from the beginning. Um, And maybe it's just like optimistic and idealist, but it's like, you know, can we be more inclusive and intentional when we are creating these systems and thinking? And it's, I think it's hard to even wrap our minds around that because of the systems we currently live in. But it's fun. It's ironic because optimism and idealism is supposed to be what Silicon Valley is all about. It's like literally their fucking tagline everywhere. They're like, oh, we're changing the world. It's like you're Dropbox. You're creating... Right, right, right. You're changing anything. You're changing 
changing where I store my files. But like that's literally the Silicon Valley ethos. Right, we're we're right. building a better world. Okay, right. well then actually do it. Build right. a better world. Don't build the same world with the same racial biases, with the same you know ways of imprisoning people, with exactly. the same ways of you know increasing monitoring and you know giving more power to your corporate overlords. Mm-hmm. If you want to mm-hmm. actually build a new world, then do it. Then do something. Right. And also do it with other companies, nonprofits. Like I really believe in like this overall like ecosystem of different industries where everyone's kind of working together. I know they're very idealist, but like everyone's kind of working together and one feeds into another, you know, if you built the technology, okay, great. Well then let's have folks that like specialize on human behavior and, and the economy and da, 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 to make sure almost like if we were running a company, if you don't have all of the stakeholders in the meeting, the product is going to fail or the project will fail because not all of the voices that need to be in the room are in the room. That's um, festival <laughs> exactly AI yeah. don't turn into fire festival please please so ben question do you feel like the more and more we kind of talk about siri google assistant alexa ai all these listening devices do you think there will be more people that don't have them in their homes or don't have them on their phones no i think that we are going towards more and more people getting them into their lives and here i'll tell you why mm. So part of the reason why I don't have, uh, you know, an Alexa beyond just the, you know, me being creeped out by Alexa, right. is that I honestly don't find Alexa that useful. Mm-hmm. Alexa is sort of clunky. You have to tell her the same thing several times. Mm-hmm. The only ways I've ever used Alexa and enjoyed it have, have been to, like, have her put on music, which is, like, mm-hmm. not something that I need. To I think you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a speaker system right now. I don't need an Alexa. Right. I think that as AI gets better and you're actually able to use Alexa mm-hmm. legitimately as a personal assistant, like, right. hey, Alexa, I want to have a, you know, 10 o'clock call with James. Can you set that up? And, and Alexa will just go and do that without a whole lot of input from you. Yeah. I think that they're going to become way more, way more popular. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend, really great friend, who has an Alexa in her home, and she knows me. So I was like, yo, an Alexa raised eyebrow. And she was like, oh, well, the girls, her two younger children, talk to Alexa and ask her questions that, you know, they don't want to, you know, that they don't want to answer as parents because it's, you know, basic stuff. What is the weather today? You know, what is two plus two? What is, you know, these different things that are kind of at a more elementary level that Alexa can't answer. My fear is that you are now raising your children, being okay and having it really natural air quotes you can't see natural that these machines are in your home answering questions for you and that you're not thinking about that. Yeah. Hashtag scary. That's how I feel. Well, thank you for tuning in to Ben and Rachel's scary hour. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fast Forward. As a reminder, what we've shared today are our own personal opinions and some of our jokes. But not expert-level information. So as always, please do your own research. And remember, please base no life-or-death decisions on our ramblings. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode. And while you're there, leave us a rating and a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for the next episode.